You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. Welcome back to another episode of Digital State of Mind. Today we are going to be talking about something that is really fascinating for me and quite interesting. We are going to be talking about the online business revolution of 2020. Obviously, 2020 was a really pivotal year in life in general and for a lot of people's personal lives, mental health, and businesses as well. So, What I want to first start off this episode with are some statistics. I know, super exciting. So first off, let's talk about Instagram. So Instagram has obviously been around for ages now, and currently Instagram has over 1 billion monthly users, a ton of those users being business owners. Now, this was a lot different in 2019, 2018, the online business space didn't really see the type of skyrocket launch that it saw until 2020. In 2019 alone, consumers spent $598 billion online, which seems crazy. That is an obscene number that many of us cannot even fathom. Now, when we look at 2020, that number went up 44% to $861 billion, which is an astronomical difference that we're seeing. And for one thing, a lot of this, I would assume, comes down to the fact that we're stuck at home, we aren't really able to get out, we're spending a lot more time online. But something else that this can be credited to is the fact that so many new businesses moved into the online space in 2020. In fact, Within four months of lockdown, so beginning in March of 2020, within four months, by the summer, 85,000 businesses had went online. Now think about now, we're in late 2021, think about the difference and how many more businesses have moved online since then. E-commerce alone increased from 14% in 2018 to 22% in 2020, which doesn't seem like that huge of a jump, but whenever you're thinking about e-commerce specifically, so product-based businesses, digital digital product businesses, that's a really big jump. And a lot of that, again, is attributed to the amount of users that moved over to social platforms like Instagram, like TikTok, and started seeing this type of growth that they had never been able to see before. So this is why we are calling 2020 the online business revolution, amongst many other things that happened in 2020, which is a conversation for another day. But what, as a business owner, I'm looking at is the fact that we have seen more growth online in the past year than probably the past 10 years combined, because really our lives got turned upside down, essentially is what happened. I remember back in March of 2020, I had just moved. I was beginning to start my business online, and I thought in my head, 
wow, I am kind of starting this at the worst possible time, right? You think, okay, we're in a massive lockdown. Our economy is shifting. The world as we know it is completely changing. People aren't able to go out and shop anymore. Everything is regulated. We're all scared. We are all watching the news, trying to figure out what's going on, what the new mandates are going to be. And everything was different for us. So looking at it from a common perspective, you would think, why would I start a business in lockdown? That seems like the worst financial move that I could possibly make, right? Wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. And so many other people were wrong as well. You know, what happens whenever you're put in a situation where everything is changing, your life is changing, the world is changing, the economy is changing, business is changing, what starts to happen and what you'll see is a bit of a make or break moment for many people. And it's really sad. It's bittersweet because there's this juxtaposition of so many business owners struggling that have brick and mortar stores and restaurants and these different types of businesses that are really just not able to function as well without the ability of people to actually come in and have that that type of life in your business. So you see those business owners massively struggling and finding themselves in a situation where a lot of times they have to close down their businesses and start something new, or we see all of these employees getting laid off in jobs that they thought were 100% secure, which we'll talk later about. But then on the other hand of that, you also have all of these people realizing, okay, this is my moment where I either have to adapt to the current situation that I'm in, or I have to you know, lock the door to my business. So what we saw was all of these brick and mortar businesses start to migrate online. We saw a lot of business owners start second businesses online. And we saw a lot of people start new businesses online like I did. So really, I think what 2020 will start to become known for is, amongst other things, a turning point for businesses when they really went digital. Before 2020, the online business space obviously did exist. There's always been e-commerce. We've always been shopping online. We've always had the powerhouses like Amazon and Google and these these different businesses where we are constantly consuming and shopping from. And we've gotten used to being able to be in the online space for business. But being in the online space as a service provider, like a virtual assistant, copywriter, business coach, brand designer... Those things weren't as common before 2020. And a lot of us didn't really even know that there was that opportunity opportunity there. I certainly didn't know. I knew that there were some vintage stores online. I knew that there were people who had businesses online, but I really had no idea the power that the online business space could hold. And maybe that was just a lack of me being in it, but I think a lot of it was the lack of it even existing as much as it does now. And really, it's not surprising. Honestly, this was bound to happen, whether it happened by means of a catalyst like a worldwide pandemic or whether it just happened with time. The generation that we live in now, I hate saying that. It makes me feel like I'm like 60 years old. But the generation that we live in now is very geared towards social media towards traveling, towards making our own schedules. Our priorities have shifted a lot in some bad ways and in a lot of good ways as well, you know. Typically, the generations before us were really focused on kind of this linear path that most people followed. It was, you know, you go to high school, you graduate, you go to a trade school or you go to college, you get out of college, you 
start working in your trade or in your field and that's what you do until you retire and you are working most of your days, you know, spending time with your families at night and on the weekends and then you get to the point where you retire and that's where you truly can start living, right? We're always looking forward to this time when we're retiring and that's when our life is really going to start because we're going to be able to have all of this free time and start traveling. And what we've seen now is that as the online business space has grown and we've started to adapt to that, we've created opportunities that were not there before, that weren't available to the generations before us. And we're now using those to enable us to start living our life a lot sooner than a lot of other people did. So our priorities have become now working in order to allow us to have a life that we love as opposed to making our work our entire life right? And the online business space is the perfect solution to that because you are able to literally have your career from a laptop. I can take my laptop anywhere in the world right now and continue living and and conducting my business exactly how I do right now from my apartment. And so can thousands and thousands, if not millions of other business owners who are in the online space as well which is something really amazing because whenever those opportunities aren't there, you're kind of stuck in this path that you have to follow. Whereas now it's gotten to this point where oftentimes people will graduate high school and then they're put in this position of a crossroads. They have this crossroads of, all right, I'm either going to pursue something myself, start my own business, become an entrepreneur, or I'm going to go this traditional route and go to college to become a doctor or a scientist or go to a trade school and so you have that option now whereas that just wasn't an option for a lot of other people which is something amazing something else that's really interesting that we saw happen a lot in 2020 and i really noticed this whenever i started to work with clients you know i was working with a lot of wedding creatives brand designers just creatives in general so a lot of my clientele consisted of people like photographers and event planners whose schedule was very malleable they still had that freedom of being an entrepreneur but a lot of their business was contingent on in-person events being able to socialize with people not having to quarantine or social distance so whenever they saw that happening it really shifted a lot of things for them because it became the scenario of oh wow i'm losing a lot of my main source of income now what do i do so something that i helped a lot of my clients with was starting second income streams which i think is so important and we kind of forget about this because we tend to throw ourselves into a business so much that it really becomes our baby it becomes our sole focus and we forget that we need the security of having multiple income streams whether that's through passive products a second business a side hustle a drop shipping company e-commerce whatever you want to position it as it's really important to have those multiple streams of income. And that's kind of the whole the whole quote that you hear people talking about is that rich people have six streams of income or whatever the number is. But I think that that's really true. And it's we live in a time where you can make that possible so quickly. And what I saw a lot of my clients do who were in those industries where they were having to get out there and go book events and be around people but couldn't do it anymore is start those second income streams. So I had clients who were photographers who were creating presets to sell and make passive income, who were creating 
courses on how to become a photographer or lighting courses. I even had a client who started two separate businesses, a jewelry company and a clothing company. And this was, I think, a really pivotal moment for a lot of them because whenever you're an entrepreneur and you have started your own business, you're able to make your own schedule, you're doing really well, you feel like you've made it. You feel like, yes, this is the end goal that I wanted to get to. I'm living the life that I dreamed of before. And what you forget sometimes is that, oh shit, I am possibly going to be in a scenario in the future where my main source of income may be taken away from me by something like the pandemic, just like it's affecting these brick and mortar businesses. What am I going to do in that situation? So I think it's really important For any entrepreneur, if you're listening to this, to look objectively at your business and say, am I safeguarding myself to the best of my abilities? Am I putting effort into not only my main business and my main source of income, but am I looking outside the realm of that and not closing myself off just because I view myself as a successful business owner or entrepreneur? Because there are so many avenues online. There's affiliate marketing, there's passive income products, there's digital products, courses, investments. I mean, there's even Bitcoin now, like there's so many opportunities for you to make sure that you're branching out and expanding your sources of income so that you don't get in this situation of of a sense of false security and feeling like, well, I'm going to be taken care of because I'm an entrepreneur and I have this main source of income and I'm doing really well, so I'm protected from that. And then you realize when something like a pandemic hits that that may not be the case at all. Which leads us into a topic that I see on the minds of a lot of people who are considering starting a business online or who are really new to the entrepreneur world and have been used to being in the corporate world. And because of so many things that they've grown up learning or their own experience in the corporate world or with businesses in the past, they feel as though having a job in the corporate space is the most secure situation that you could possibly set up for yourself. And I think a lot of us feel this way, or at least have felt this way at some point in the past, that being in a corporate job, it feels secure, right? That's what we're grown up being taught, is that you should go to college, you should get a job, because that's the most responsible thing that you could do, is get a a serious career path. That is what's going to bring you long-term security. And I think that many of us just subscribe to that because it's what we knew, it's what people said, it's what we grew up hearing. And then in 2020, obviously that whole theory got completely flipped on its head when so many people were getting laid off or couldn't go to work and were stuck in a situation where they were reduced to part-time or they lost their job completely or they got their, their pay cut. And We saw so many people who had been in jobs for years, decades, or were in a really high position in a business, even CEOs. We saw them struggling almost as much as everyday people were. And I think that that put into perspective for a lot of us that there really is no security in a job that you have when you're relying on someone else. And that can come from something like a pandemic that's completely out of people's control, or it can come from... Just the fact that most of the time, people in corporate jobs have no loyalty to you. Unless you work in a place where there's a really good good community and good work environment and your boss really cares about each individual person, which I could be wrong here, but I feel like that's quite rare today. But 
in many jobs where you may not even speak to the CEO or you rarely will see your manager, they don't have many loyalties at all to you. And it's, I think it's a very hard truth for us to realize that we are very replaceable most of the time as workers. And it sucks because you want to feel like you're super valued. You want to feel like if you work really hard and you show up and you're loyal and resourceful and reliable, that you are irreplaceable. But that's simply not the case most of the time for reasons that sometimes are in their hands and sometimes are out of their hands. So whenever you're starting a business online or you're becoming an entrepreneur, it feels really scary because you start to realize that the person you're relying on the most is yourself. And the feeling of that lack of security oftentimes comes from our own mindset of not believing in ourselves enough. We don't believe that we could create something that is so stable and secure for ourselves that it could be sustainable for a really long time, for our lifetime, or for however long we are, are wanting to be in that space. We feel like we need to be able to rely on someone else to provide that security for us. But what you'll often find whenever you start a business and you become the CEO and you become an entrepreneur and you only have yourself to rely on, that's when you get really hungry. That's when you start realizing, okay, nobody is going to make this work for me except myself. And that's a scary thought because you have all of the pressure. You have the pressure of taking over every aspect of your business until you can start to outsource after you've grown. But at the same time, it's also really freeing because whenever you can rely on yourself and have that trust in yourself that you are going to make it work no matter what, the possibilities truly are endless because as your own boss, you are able to dictate every portion of your life. If your business feels misaligned, you don't need to go to your boss and, and have this conversation and it possibly not get resolved you can make those slight changes and pivot anytime that you want in your own business. Whenever you are feeling your skills and experience and confidence growing and you're like, all right, I'm ready to take this to the next level financial wise, you don't have to go to your boss and ask them for a raise. You change your own prices. You set your prices. So really, the possibilities in every aspect and especially financially are completely limitless. And I don't think that there are many things that are secure as that in being able to know that you are relying on yourself. And it's interesting because the online business space itself has started to evolve into its own economy, which is a very fascinating thought for me. And I think that there's a lot to be learned about this. And I don't know, somebody needs to conduct a study about this. I, I, I don't have the mental capacity to do that. But somebody, somebody who's very analytical needs to get on this. But the online business space is its own economy. It's somewhat self-sustaining. Obviously, there's a, there's a larger picture here, right? There's a bigger economy that we're all relying on and answering to. But within the online business space... There are obviously many different types of business owners, right? So you have coaches who are teaching people how to start their business or teaching business owners how to take their business to the next level. And then you have brand designers and you have accountants and you have CFOs and these marketing specialists and ad specialists. And all of these people are kind of just recycling money, essentially. For example... I paid someone to teach me how to start my business. I wanted to fast track my journey. I didn't want to spend any more time wasting trying to learn myself and put the pieces of the puzzle together and really struggling with it. So I paid someone else who was more experienced and that I trusted to teach me how to do it. 
From there, I started getting clients, people who were already in the online business space, paying me to help them within their business. From there, I started my own programs. People started paying me how to teach them to become a business owner and reach the the levels that I was at. From there, I paid brand designers, I pay accountants, I pay lawyers, I pay specialists in all of these different areas. I have multiple team members helping me with managing my business, with creating graphics, with managing Pinterest, with co-coaching with me. And all of that money is staying in the online business economy. And think about that times hundreds of thousands of people in the online space. It's really cool to think about. And obviously, it's not completely self-sufficient, but you have an almost guarantee of the online business space continuing to support itself that you don't see as much in other areas of business, which... I think is amazing and it really goes to show the power that not only social media but also that the online world has given us as business owners that we really have the potential to create this self-sufficient economy that is benefiting everyone. So if you're sitting there and you've already started your business but you're still feeling nervous about it or scared or you are thinking about potentially starting a business online but you're worried about the security of it just know that there is no failing in entrepreneurship. One of the biggest fears that comes along with starting a new venture like starting a business, which is completely terrifying, it is. I'm not taking away from that because I remember those feelings of intense doubt and fear and the being terrified of other people judging me and what if it doesn't work out? And most importantly, what if I fail? Once you start to realize that failure is a figment of your imagination and it's something that only you can create and define, that takes away the fear of failing. Because what is failure really? We think of failure as someone seeing us fall flat on our face when we're starting something new and it completely not working out the way that we expect it to. But what if it does? In entrepreneurship, if you fail... That only gives you the opportunity to learn from that and then pivot your business to feel more aligned with you and keep moving forward. Of course, things aren't always going to work out how you expect. You're going to have situations where it completely goes awry. You're going to have courses that you launch that don't do as well or products that don't do as well. But any business when it's first starting out is not perfect. And oftentimes, these big businesses that you see in and corporate Businesses take years and years and years to actually see growth and see profit from their business. In the online space, that's completely expedited because we have the opportunity to control our journey. Whenever you're in something like traditional high school, traditional college, or a traditional job, say that five times fast, whenever you're in those spaces, someone else is always dictating your your own map, right? Somebody is dictating how quickly you're going to be learning a curriculum, how quickly you're going to be getting through different college courses, how quickly you're going to be moving up the corporate ladder, and oftentimes all that that does is stunt our growth. We aren't able to reach our potential because everything is contingent on someone else's timeline for us. Whereas whenever you start your own business and are a business owner, you have so many resources at your fingertips that you can expedite that entire process. You can learn how to become an expert in something extremely quickly. You can learn how to correct your mindset and improve that 
simply by working with someone. You can completely change your branding, your website, your entire presence online as a brand and as a person within a matter of months. Everything can happen so much quicker. Therefore, it allows for you to quote unquote fail, but get back up on your feet almost immediately after. So there is really no failure in entrepreneurship. It's either moving forward and getting closer to your goal or something not working out the way you expected, pivoting, and then moving forward and getting closer to your goal. This doesn't mean that it's easy at all. What this is going to require on your end is a commitment to your business, not just discipline, because we always think we have to be disciplined in order to do anything right or in order to keep anything going. And while you do need to be disciplined, oftentimes discipline leads to short-term gains, whereas commitment and committing yourself to something and knowing that you'll show up even when it's hard and even when no one is listening or watching and knowing that you'll show up when everyone is listening and watching, that is where the consistency starts to develop and you really start to see the growth in your business. But it's obviously really difficult because it's not easy starting a business. It's really not, especially in the beginning stages of it. So you really have to have the drive and the hunger to want to make it work in order to keep moving forward. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way for everyone. Sometimes people quote unquote fail and they decide to stop what they're doing. And in their eyes, they have failed. But then you also see people falling or struggling with different businesses or struggling with different aspects of their business for a while but because of the commitment that they've made to themselves to make it work because they know objectively that this is what they want long term that's when they keep putting in the work and keep moving forward even when things don't go as planned and that's when you really start to see the results happen and the magic happen within your business so the question of are corporate jobs really stable is obviously it's up for up for grabs up for up for debate but in my opinion when you can just rely on yourself you will have a drive that you may have never even seen yourself have before so you may be wondering listening to this saying this is all great and everything but what opportunities are there actually online. So I'm going to talk for a few minutes about the ones that I'm exposed to the most. Obviously, there are tons of opportunities online, too many for us to even get into in one episode, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about what I know about. All right. So obviously, first off, we have virtual assistant. So this is what I did whenever I first started. And virtual assistants are really like in-person assistance except online. So you're not having to meet with your clients. You're not having to see them every day or go into the office. You are working for someone who is a business owner like a photographer, a brand designer, an event planner, a coach, a ceramicist, an interior designer, whatever it is, a realtor. You're working with them, providing them assistance with different tasks within their business. And this is obviously a wide range of tasks. So you could be offering them admin support. You could be offering help with email marketing, social media management, Pinterest management, launches, courses, tech help, websites, anything that they may need help with that they would have an assistant help them with. That's what you'll be taking over. And people are willing to pay really good money for this because... Having an assistant enables you to take your business to the next level. 
So whenever you are overwhelmed with things as a business owner, you're not able to focus on the things that are actually making you money. For example, if you're a photographer, what's making you money? It's booking events, it's going out, taking photos, editing them, delivering them to your client. That is your money maker, right? What is not making you money directly is responding to DMs, responding to emails, posting on social media, email marketing, keeping up your Pinterest, blogging, SEO, all of these things that are really time consuming. Whenever you have the ability to bring in an assistant to start helping you with those things, you have the opportunity to double your income if, I mean, God, if not quadruple your income and spend more time doing the things that you love. So that is why people are so willing to outsource. And from being being a virtual assistant, you can then start to decide what you really wanna focus on. So maybe you decide to become a marketing specialist. Maybe you decide to become a strategist or focus on automations and workflows. Maybe you decide to focus on social media strategy or Pinterest management. There are so many branches from starting out as a virtual assistant that you can take. So you obviously have virtual assistant, and then you have all of these kind of separate wings of that. So you have social media management, which is where you're managing someone's social media for them, posting, creating graphics, writing captions, hashtag strategy, all of that. You have Pinterest management, where you're taking over their Pinterest and Pinterest is an amazing tool for marketing. It really gives you so much exposure. So by having a curated Pinterest, you're potential to be in front of millions of people is right there. So having someone that keeps up with that, especially if you're someone in the creative field or someone that you're really providing value to your audience, Pinterest is an amazing tool and people will pay really good money to have their Pinterest managed. Then you also have copywriters. Copywriters are also amazing. So they essentially are like ghost writers for business owners. They may write captions. They may write the copy on someone's entire website. They may write emails. There's so many opportunities there and people will pay really good money for it. If you are someone who loves writing and that's your passion, that's a route that you can go down. Then we have a bunch of different avenues of coaching. So we have sales coaches, marketing coaches, mindset coaches, confidence coaches, wellness coaches, health coaches. There are a ton of different coaches. If you are really experienced in something, this is what I do. I'm a virtual assistant coach. This is an avenue that you can take if you have something that you are really amazing at that you can teach others about. Then we have brand designers, web developers, coding, ad specialist, the people who are more so focused on one specific task or service that they're offering to their audience, like brand design and web development. So before, and and a lot of people still are of this mindset today, is that you need to go to college in order to learn these things. You need to get a marketing degree in order to become a social media manager. You need to go for go to college for design in order to become a brand designer. At the point that we are now in society and the vast amount of knowledge and information that is on the internet, I am of the belief that you do not need to go to college for any of these things, any of these career paths that you can create online. That doesn't mean you're going to be providing a half-assed service to someone. It means that you are going to be working behind the scenes to educate yourself and increase your knowledge and really become amazing at what you do by putting in the work and putting in the time. But you can 100% bypass years of, of college and hundreds of thousands of dollars by spending the time putting in the research and effort on your own. 
everything that I learned as a virtual assistant, I learned on the job. I learned by working with clients, by going in and troubleshooting these programs, figuring things out. And that's what all of my students who have successful businesses now have done as well. I know endless amounts of people who have taught themselves design by YouTube, Googling, figuring things out, testing, trial and error, just figuring it out until you become the best at what you're doing. It is 100% possible to do that online, which is absolutely amazing because it's giving opportunity to so many people who may not have ever had the opportunity to go to college. Now you're in a situation where if you have access to the internet and the time to put into it, you can learn anything and create an extremely successful business out of it. It's really upsetting to me to see when people believe that they can't do something simply because they don't have the college experience in that field. I can't even begin to explain how many comments on social media or how many messages I've got from people that are really doubting themselves or are even just completely closed off to the idea that they could create something really profitable without college experience or that other people could do it. And it's truly such a self-limiting belief. And whenever you're stuck in those beliefs of, I can't do this thing because I don't have X, Y, and Z experience, I can't do this thing because I don't have a four-year college degree, or I didn't spend tons of money on this specific program, it truly closes you off to so many opportunities, and it makes me upset because I want everyone who's listening to this to know that the possibilities are there for you. It doesn't matter what experience you have in college. It doesn't matter if you don't have a degree. It doesn't matter if you don't even have the confidence in yourself. The opportunities are there. You can absolutely make it work for yourself as a business owner. It just requires you believing in yourself and taking advantage of the opportunities and resources that you have to do it. Starting a business online is probably one of the most difficult things that I've ever done and that you will ever do, (laughs) but it is also one of the most rewarding and freeing experiences that you will probably ever have in your life. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? (laughs) Talk to you next time.